Welcome to the very first episode of the African Intel Affairs podcast series. My name is Pilani Lamini, and I'm the coordinator of the African Intelligence Studies Collective and also the host of this podcast series. Our theme for the first episode will be Intelligence Affairs and Democratic Governance in Africa. I'm very, very pleased to have with me today Dr. Neagale Bagayoko. Dr. Neagale Bagayoko is a political scientist who's done extensive field research on security systems in African Francophone countries. She's also focused on Western security policies in Africa, uh, but more specifically the policies as they pertain to France, the United States, and the European Union. And she's also delved into some work which has to do with African conflict management mechanisms, focusing on the interface between security and development. She's taught at the Institut d'Etudes Politiques Science Po in Paris. From 2010 up until 2015, she managed the peacekeeping and peacebuilding program at the International Organization of La Francophonie. And she was a member of the Scientific Committee of the French IRSEM, which stands for Institut de Recherche Stratégique de l'École Militaire. She is now the chair of the African Security Sector Network. I would like to issue a pre-warning that this episode uh, had to be recorded via telephone. Therefore, uh, sound quality is not exactly as we would have wished for, but those were the circumstances which we were dealt due to travel restrictions and also restrictions to the appropriate gadgets, uh, but still needing to make the most of the opportunity of Dr. Nyagale's time. And without further ado, here is the interview. Okay, so I'm All yours. All right. Um, so, so how effective do you think uh, you know the efforts in security sector reform have been um, in sort of transforming intelligence agencies? Uh, uh, within any region of Africa that you've, you've, you've sort of looked at, whether it's academically or whether it's direct in terms of the projects? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, 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 like, how effective do you think that, uh, that, that security sector reform has, has made some of these agencies uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, apply the principle of democratic governance? Okay. So uh, I will only... I will not talk about Africa as a whole, but I will only speak about uh, the Africa that I know, which is uh, mm-hmm. Francophone Africa, yeah. and uh, mainly uh, West Africa, uh, Sahel in particular, and uh, Central Africa. Okay. Uh, I, uh, so, uh, I think that uh, what is first important to say is the fact that intelligence has never been uh, considered officially as a priority. Uh, When you look at uh, most of the uh, security sector reform uh, programs, uh, you can see intelligence mentioned, but uh, I really couldn't give a real example of um, a a clear uh, 
priority put on uh, intelligence services. Uh, first, uh, it's very important to look at the history of uh, intelligence services in uh, Francophone Africa, uh, uh, which have been, in fact, uh, if not privatized, uh, at least uh, completely used to serve uh, regimes, uh, if not a single uh, person, a single uh, uh, leader, uh, and not uh, consider in an institutionalized way, I would say. Okay. Uh, the case of uh, Burkina Faso is very, inter uh, very interesting from this uh, prospect. Um, for instance, uh, all the intelligence services were uh, used to be uh, managed and controlled by uh, General Diendere. I don't know if you know who is who is he. Yes. Uh, he used to be one of the uh, closest uh, uh, person working with the President Compaoré, and he was in fact in charge of those intelligence of uh, the, the, the Compaoré intelligence services. And now uh, there are uh, a lot, uh, some efforts which have been put uh, together, uh, trying to do, uh, put in place a professional uh, intelligence services, but it is difficult because uh, it's been working in a very personal, personalized way uh, for years. Okay. Uh, so th this is one, one example. Uh, it is also important to uh, mention the fact that uh, in terms of uh, democratic governance, uh, <laughs> oversight and uh, institutions means to uh, oversight and uh, control the security sector are uh, usually uh, not very um, familiar with uh, what intelligence is about. In, in general, uh, security, defense and security uh, matters are uh, seen as the preserve of the executive branch. But it is even more true uh, as regards uh, the intelligence uh, services. And uh, Parliament, for instance, I think in Francophone Africa, have been very uh, shy in uh, trying to uh, oversight uh, what they are, uh, what those uh, services are, are doing. Uh, an interesting um, example is the case of uh, the ANR, uh, uh, Agence Nationale de Renseignement in the DRC. Uh, I think you, you've been able to read the article, it's been translated, the one we sent you. Oui, oui, yes, yes, I have. Yes, yes, okay, I think uh, th this is a, a very interesting example, mm -hmm. because even if there has been um, an effort to transform uh, the intelligence services which used to be uh, active under uh, President Mobutu, uh, we are still far from uh, a democratically uh, overseen uh, intelligence uh, sector in the, in the DRC. Okay, okay. No, no, that is those... it making sense? Yes, yes, that okay. makes that that uh, makes quite a lot of sense. I, I, 
I uh, quite like how you explained how it's been privatized, which uh, which leads me to a little sub question: Do you think do you think that this is because um, um, these sort of intelligence services are heavily sort of politicized, or 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 the, is 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 that the main reason why why there is no structure, or sometimes? Do you find that some of these intelligence agencies actually are coming out of out of the sort of political parties and they've never been an a, a sort of institution of the state that that's that gets taken over by different people over different times? I think bo- bo- both are true. Uh, I think yes, they have been uh, politicized in the sense that they have been. Uh, serving the interest of a single person of, or, or, or of a regime and not of the state as such, not, not serving uh, the protection and defense of uh, the institutions, uh, be, be they democratic or not, in fact. Uh, it was just, it was very often uh, mainly about uh, protecting and promoting the, the, the interests of uh, an elite. Uh, but uh, that's true also that in terms of, uh, uh, for, from an organizational point of view, uh, those um, services have not, but I think it is also a consequence of the first point, they have not been as well structured as uh, the other security and defense agencies, I would say. Okay. All right. Um, so um, I'm very, very happy to get to ask you this question as, as, as you know, you are one of the authors of that very important article. I mean, apart from the other one that compares the Francophone and Anglophone security sector systems, um, the one on hybrid security governance in uh-huh. Africa. Yes. I'm yeah. very happy with this question as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. So, 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 uh, although sometimes you look at these intelligence services being, you know, like being like um, hidden or sort of invisible in a sense, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, how would you say that concept that you describe in that article of hybrid security governance um, applies to the intelligence services? Do you like, especially uh-huh. when we look at how at how you said that they're privatized? You know, um, sometimes. I was maybe thinking that maybe it's it's very sort of related to that issue of hybrid security sort of governance uh-huh. where it's interlinked with communities. Could you, where would you place intelligence services in that sort of hybrid security? Hybrid, uh, security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for this, uh, this question. It's very relevant, it's very difficult to answer, mm-hmm. but I will try. Um, okay. I think there are two, at least two uh, aspects. Uh, Yes, the fact that uh, intelligence services have been uh, politicized and uh, highly personalized uh, makes them uh, informal in some uh, in some ways, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, you you know uh, better than I do that uh, um, it is possible for intelligence services to be hidden and uh, incognito, but to be 
institutionalized nevertheless. It mm -hmm. is in fact the, 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 the way they are functioning. Here, I think, that, I think there is a peculiarity in some services. I, I, I would not say that what I'm saying is valid for all Africa, but for, for, for the countries that I know. Uh, I think that, of course, uh, having this kind of uh, politicized and uh, uh, personalized approach approach to intelligence uh, has made some connections uh, informal, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, informal and, in fact, hybrid in the sense that there has been a mix between official and uh, unofficial channels. But you will tell me that it is, in fact, the very essence of, uh, of intelligence. But to, to continue on the, the case of uh, Burkina Faso, for instance, uh, very common to hear that, uh, you know, since uh, two, 2015, Burkina Faso have been uh, attacked, uh, in particular by uh, jihadist groups, and uh, in the, according to a number of uh, observers, uh, it is because uh, the way uh, intelligence was managed changed. Uh, and in particular, it seems that a kind of a pact uh, had been uh, passed between uh, Blaise Compaoré intelligence services and uh, some uh, very well known today jihadist uh, leaders, Malian jihadist leader, leaders, uh, for instance, Yada Ghali, who is uh, today the, the leader of the JNIM uh, coalition, uh, JNIM. Coalition, and uh, it, 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 it is uh, <coughs> it, it is well known that uh, uh, Yadagali uh, has been uh, uh, hiding in Ouagadougou and was in fact protected uh, by uh, Compaoré intelligence services. And uh, uh, people are saying, but you, you 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 know the way the informal way intelligence services used to work under uh, Compaoré uh, has been. Uh, was protecting us from uh, terrorism. Okay. That's not a view I'm sharing, eh, of course, but that's what you can hear. Uh, so it is the first kind of uh, uh, hybridity, uh, informality of, uh, of intelligence. But there is another one. Uh, you also uh, do have, uh, and uh, uh, from this uh, perspective, the case of Sierra Leone, for instance, very interesting. You have also the capacity to work with non-state actor at the community level, which is a completely other picture. Uh, because you know, uh, of course, uh, in uh, West Africa, in particular in Sahel, of course, you have uh, these uh, very serious uh, uh, terrorist threats. But you also have all the kinds of uh, insecurity and violence, and it is very important to approach it uh, at the grassroots level. And uh, from this point of view, uh, I think that hybridity can be an interesting concept to understand the way in which security services could cooperate uh, with communities, uh, customary uh, customary leaders uh, at the very grassroots level uh, in order to protect uh, the populations. 
including from uh, intercommunal uh, violence. I don't know if it is making sense. Yes, no, 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 it is, it is, it is, yes, yes. Sorry, no, sorry. I was, I was still thinking that you were still going on. That's why I was, I was, I was keeping okay. very quiet. Okay. But <laughs> thank you very much. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's. I, I think it's quite a huge issue. Um, I think that maybe in the future, after COVID is over, because I think uh, you know, working from home has us with our hands full. But I think, but I think maybe, maybe in the near future. Um, I I might draft an article and I would and and I might and 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 I would and and I would invite you to co-author and make some additions or you know etc. But that's that's just something that I that I think can be can be very much sort of uh, taken further in the way that we sort of develop that uh, concept of hybrid security governance. I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more that. Uh, that uh, we can still excavate and look at from different angles. I, I would be very, very interested in Prof. Hutchful uh, as well, I'm sure. Yes, really. yes, yes, yes. No, thank you very much. Um, so um, the last question um, is, um, it, 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 do you think, and I think that this is mostly related with impact, the sort of impact of security sector reform efforts. Now, I know that you've, you've already said that there hasn't been something where it's deliberate that um, security sector reform is trying to um, reform intelligence agencies, except for a few instances like in the DRC, et cetera, et cetera. But... But the, the DRC is not a good example. I've been trying, but mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, more or less a failure. Right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think now, if you have, if you have good uh, good example, I would uh, rather quote uh, uh, Senegal, for instance, mm-hmm. as a good example. Mm. Okay. Okay. So then, so then, so then, contrasting that 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 good example of Senegal and the and the sort of good the the bad example of the DRC. How would you rate the sort of possibility for security sector reform to succeed in transforming the the intelligence sector and and well or 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 to get the intelligence sector sort of democratically controlled um, and and this question is 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 quite tricky because you've just explained hybrid security governance and would would we say that hybridity also means that uh, that in a way it is being communally controlled. <laughs> it's a very um, it's very, a very, very loaded. Very good question. No, I think that uh, hybridity can be uh, democratically uh, controlled. I, w- I would say uh, hybridity is a fact. Uh, to, to not the fact. Uh, hybridity is uh, in fact. Uh, the way in which formal and informal uh, actors, uh, norms or practices uh, are uh, interacting and intermingling. And I think that the cha- uh, and sometimes I can do it in a positive way and sometimes in a negative way. But I think that what um, is important is to uh, make sure that the practices are not um, at hindrance with uh, human rights and um, 
the, 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 the protection of population and the states. You can have informal practices which are not in contradiction with the uh, rule of law, even if they are not institutionalized, you see? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. So, so th th that's where it, uh, I, I think uh, uh, the, the democratic uh, uh, control uh, uh, ca ca can be important in making sure that some practices, for, ex for instance, I don't know, extrajudiciary uh, uh, executions, of course, are uh, informal practices which are not acceptable. But uh, having um, informal uh, way to negotiate or to make a mediation, um, or also to uh, uh, inform about uh, what is at stake. Uh, in uh, at the community level, uh, it is not necessarily because not institutionalized. It is not uh, 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 negative in terms of democratic governance. I would say. I don't know if you would agree okay. with that. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, well, I I think I I I I think then it now wants me to ask um, an. Uh, um, for a much more sort of detailed sort of interrogation of the success story that is that was in Senegal's sort of um, reform of their intelligence sector as... as, as so I'm, I, I am definitely not a specialist of intelligence okay. services in Senegal, but I think that more generally, Senegal is a state uh, where uh, security and defense agencies have been um, uh, acting in a republican way. I know it is a very French <laughs> concept, <laughs> yes. but uh, for, for a very long time, you know, uh, even in uh, 1962, uh, the, the defense forces uh, have uh, refused. Uh, to be involved in uh, military coups, uh, even if some politicians wanted to involve them in this, um, uh, to, to, to involve them in such a, a disruption of, uh, of uh, democracy. Uh, and since then, uh, I think that the Senegalese security sector has been uh, put under a very, um, not perfect, but at least a, a very a much more fo functional than elsewhere uh, security uh, democratic uh, control. And uh, I think that it is also the case of um, intelligence services, even if I could not be uh, more uh, concrete in, uh, mm -hmm. in the way that the services as, uh, are working. Okay, okay. And... Uh and uh, and uh, I, I I I think I think that all of those answers were very very brilliant. I know that you you are very anxious about not being an expert in intelligence, but uh, believe yes, me. <laughs> but uh, just 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 to finish, because just to answer properly your your question about uh, is it possible to have a democratic governance of security services? Yes, I definitely uh, think so. But you know problem, I think it's much more uh, broader than uh, democratic control of 
uh, intelligence services. Uh, today, uh, I think that uh, SSR, our security sector uh, governance, are really uh, at um, crossway. Uh, can I say that? I, I are really a crossroads. Crossroads, sorry. yes. Yes, uh, yes uh, really at a crossroads because there are a lot, a lot of challenges. If we are uh, complete, it's my job to promote uh, security sector reform and uh, democratic security uh, governance. And uh, I think that uh, today they are challenged by a lot of uh, new uh, security threats. And uh, there is a need and also uh, challenged by the inheritance uh, from the past. And uh, today, people are saying that no, reform is not enough. There is a need to transform completely the security apparatus. apparatuses. But what I definitely do think is that uh, there is a need to rethink the way uh, security services, uh, be uh, military, police, intelligence are working, and to... Uh, tailor them in accordance with the kind of security uh, environment we do have in Africa. Because you know that most of the security, uh, generally speaking, security apparatuses have been imported uh, from uh, abroad and they, they have been prepared to uh, answer uh, some kind of threat. And today there is a need to rethink all of this, and this is in particular the case for intelligence services. If you take, for instance, the case of Sahel, you know that uh, most of the uh, criticism against uh, uh, national uh, intervention, uh, international interventions, uh, be it uh, Western with French or uh, United Nations, are criticized because they are said to be too militarized. And you have a lot of uh, people who are saying, yes, there is a need to uh, involve much more the penal chain uh, with the police and with the justice, which is true. There is a need to uh, judicize. I don't know if I can say it in English, but I'm sure you understand what I mean. Yes, there is a need to judicize um, uh, the, the international intervention in Sahel. But you never hear there is also a need to uh, uh, review, uh, to, to involve the intelligence services. We know uh, that today uh, uh, intelligence is key to uh, understand this very, very complex uh, security environment in Sahel, not only uh, in terms, and not in terms of spying, because you know intelligence is often seen in a very uh, simplistic way, but in terms of analyzing the kind of environment we do have uh, in Sahel, I think there is definitely a need to have a, a very, um, sorrow and uh, very uh, uh, detailed analysis of the, this environment. And you know, I had a, a very bad example a few, a few days ago. Uh, someone uh, who 
who wrote an article for me and he made the presentation of the different jihadist group, which was not possible. Uh, even saying that uh, the Jnim, uh, the Al Qaeda affiliated uh, coalition, was in fact affiliated to the Islamic State, which was uh, incomprehensible. And I, I told him, but where have you seen that? He told me, but yes, in fact, I had a talk with someone from uh, the intelligence services in Niger. So, which is weird. So, I'm not sure that even in terms of analysis, um, the different security services of uh, Sahelian states are very well equipped. Uh, because uh, you know better than me that uh, the kind of analysis you do produce is fifty uh, percent uh, of the work of uh, of the work you are doing in intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So there definitely needs to Africanize uh, uh, the, the, the analysis and to uh, root it very strongly in a clear uh, and deep understanding of the security environment, which required to have a very deep knowledge of uh, the kind of uh, communities that uh, you have uh, on the ground and their interactions. Of also even interaction with diasporas, etc. But there is a need for this kind of uh, very thorough uh, analysis. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I think uh, I think you've you've uh, made a, a, a very, very big point. I think that sometimes we 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 also embrace security sector reform and think of it in terms of institutionalized uh, sort of formats, whereas Sometimes the change that needs to happen is sociological before we start thinking about democratic governance, but also exactly. just from a point of function that, you know, if, if the intelligence service is going to perform in a way that is going to contribute, that, you know, it, it, it must develop its own methods and its own mechanisms which are founded in, in the social and, and, and cultural aspect of where they are from. Um, for example, uh, for, for example, in Mali, you know exactly how, how sort of fragmented that state is. And I think also the concept of state, the way that it, it, is, it is being contested with, 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 with some people wanting to actually secede, etc., etc., is very important starting point for the entire rethinking about how intelligence is structured and who it is structured for and and, and who and and who it and who that belongs to um, so I think it's something very very important. I also think that ghana 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 is is also is also one of those very interesting examples in the way that the intelligence service is integrated with most of the sort of community leadership structures and 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 then and then and then how that then works with the way that they negotiate to acknowledge each other because in a sense each sort uh -huh. of ethnic group could you could say they have their own intelligence branch in a way but the way that that links to the national sector and then guarantees internal Security, I think, is very, very interesting. So I know that I because agree. Because people with you. are always, just to conclude, people are always thinking uh, to when 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 talking to intelligence people. 
people uh, instinctively think to covert operation, but it is uh, uh, five or ten percent uh, of the uh, intelligence world. So yes, I, I fully agree with uh, your conclusions. Yes, it is about uh, having a clear understanding of the sociological uh, and of course political as well, but uh, sociological environment is absolutely key, in particular uh, today with the kind of uh, insecurity would you have to cope with in uh, in uh, in Sahel, for instance? Okay, all right. No, no. Thank you very much for your time, Niagali. I think that the no, interview. No, thanks to you. That's very.